Welcome to My Shitty Podcast. So shitty it only has one T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with me. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, the last episode with my grandmother. Um, <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Uh, go back and uh, see what's what on that one. Anyways, um, I built a new website, built a brand new website, and... Um, I have a little section on there if you want to be a guest of the show, if you want to contribute to the show. I am trying to make a living doing this full-time or entertainment full-time. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of laughable right now, but I'll do it one day, baby. I promise. Um, Any hoot. Uh, even if you just want to donate a dollar, that's cool, too. Uh, and if not, I'm down with that. Whatever. I'll get there. I'll get there one way or the other. Um, if you want to be a guest of the show, go on My Shitty Podcast. Check it out. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm working on this crazy murder mystery type podcast coming up. So stay tuned. I will fill your ears with some goodness. Uh, it has consumed most of my time lately. But uh, I'm back on track and look forward to regular scheduling coming up with MSP. Without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Can we also turn the lights off? Can we just kind of do this as yeah. like a sensory Here. deprivation, <laughs> just free associative? Can you see? I can see. Okay. Yeah. Is this your first in the dark interview? Uh, yeah. It's very dark in here. Spooky. Spooky, man. Spooky. Um, is this too loud in your headphones? <laughs> no, I like. I feel immersed. I feel Beautiful. like I'm in. I want to feel like. Yeah. I just want to be a floating orb of consciousness. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking interview. to a voice right now. It's not even. Can you even see where your cocktail is? I got it. I got my hand on it. That was my guiding, <laughs> my grounding <laughs> game from the cocktails. Immediately, I was like, all I need to have is the drink. I got the drink on the right side. You uh, knew I was a righty. You set this up. I did. You yeah. assumed I'm a lefty, actually. I pegged you for and a righty. I'm, I'm offended because right, I am a lefty. Righty away. I pegged you for a righty. <laughs> right uh, away. Righty away. Um, no, I am a righty. Thank I always you. make a cocktail that reminds me of my guests. And I guess you saw the paper plane on it, huh? Yes. Yeah. I love it. Can you guess the name of the cocktail? Just buy the the little, uh, I don't know, garnish there, if you can even call it garnish. Cause Is it's it edible? Ed- it's not edible. It's don't, not edible. Don't eat the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think um, you'd be all right, but probably. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at guessing probably don't. names of things. Okay, fuck it. Um, it's called a paper airplane. Because you work well, you with kinda... paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a paper airplane. So let me do a paper airplane cocktail. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. It's Is... the paper. You guys can't see this out in listening out, world. Out in La La Land. It's the most beautiful paper airplane <laughs> I've ever seen. I can't even see it. The lights are off in here. <laughs> that's why. I, actually, that's why I turned the lights off. I was like, <laughs> it's a terrible cocktail. It's not. <laughs> it looks awful. <laughs> Oh, fudge sickles. Um, I'm going to have a drink. Cheers. What, what are you, you drinking? Wanna, I'm having the same thing. I don't want to cheers over your Mac, your MacBook. Let's, let, hold cheers. on. I'm a, oh, I'm a very careful person. I can tell. Yeah, that's Good why. Job. Yeah, that's why I do what I do. I'm a very careful person. It's delicious. I like it. One of my favorite cocktails. It sort of tastes like an old-fashioned. Yeah, it's kind of old-fashioned. Sweet, the sweetness. The sweetness is what shining through. Is this the Aperol? That is Aperol's coming through on that one. Um, it's Aperol, bourbon, um, and Amaro, like an Italian Amaro. 
Is what just makes like a, the drink a paper airplane that it actually has a paper airplane in it? That's really all that it is. You can just make a glass of water and place a paper airplane on top, and you're a okay. You're 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 good to go. That's a paper airplane. A paper airplane is anything with a paper airplane on top of it. That's it. And you're not even talking about the drink itself. It's the item on top. Of, I'm just kidding. All right, I'm going way <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, why don't you? Tell everybody your name, if you like, and where you work or what you do. Maybe not where you work, if you don't want to relinquish your power. So my name's Arielle, and I'm a freelance graphic designer. Um, I mostly focus on invitations, invitation design. Um, it's a whole kind of section within graphic design that yeah. sort of suits me. Um, I like working on projects in sort of this short-term you know, process. And also having a client mm -hmm. helps you focus and sort of narrow down on communicating a message for someone else. It's not, you know, and it's, I wouldn't call it necessarily artistic. It's creative. But when you're not expressing a concept, you know, for yourself, it's hard to call it art. It's sort of more of like being an artist for hire. Yeah. So taking a concept, someone else's idea or someone else's, idea of themselves, which is what a lot of weddings are about, is this concept of them as sort of a plural couple, you know, two people identifying as one thing. What are they? Oh, they're navy and blush. Yeah. You know, or they're like a, you know, just the way the colors sort of represent people and themes. And so I like that abstract way of looking at it. And that's what I do. So I'm an invitation designer, graphic designer, um, self-taught. And I just sort of found my way into it through lots of different other jobs. And yeah. um, I really love it. I think it's, you yeah. know, when you do something that you're constantly learning and you have sort of new goals and different external forces that make you get better or try different things, it feels really rewarding. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm getting out of it. So um, if I were to hire you, um, okay, let's say I... Um, I'm just trying to get a better understanding of like what a graphic designer does. Um, so if I were to hire you, I'm getting married and I want a unique stationery. Mm -hmm. I would hire you and say, I want like sexy alligators on yeah. it because I'm yes. from <laughs> New Orleans and I want them to have. Yes. And you get to. Do you render alligators or is there like a program? Do you have like clip art? I don't know. I yeah, don't, no, those, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's funny because someone the other day asked me to sort of talk about what I do. They were just like, I'm curious. I make greeting cards for friends and I, you know, I make, send them cards and I'm curious, like, what is it making invitations like? And yeah. sort of trying to think about the process because when I, when I started, I was, I just did assembly for invitations. If you've ever gotten a fancy invitation, uh -huh. there's layers of paper, there's stamps, there's stuffing, you know, putting the RSVP envelope. Yeah, I with can't the throw RSVP. those things away. I'm too, yeah, I'm like, well, there's so much love in this. Yeah, thing. there's a, yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you said that. My, I you know there there is a lot of time, attention, and paying attention to detail that yeah. goes into it. So I started doing assembly, and then I kind of looked at my boss, and I was like, I want to do what what they do. I want to design and work with clients directly, and sort of um, you're basically. So if you wanted an invitation set, you know, I'd sit down with you, and we'd look at paper samples. We'd kind of go over the structure of your event. You know, mm -hmm. do you need an RSVP? Do you need insert cards, like a, 
And then at that point, it's sort of, there's an open possibility as an artist, as a person who can do art for hire, I can say, well, if you want a custom map, you know, if you're getting married in like Sarasota, Florida, and you want to give your guests an idea of where to go, like show them where the museum is, show them where the parks are, you know, that's my opportunity to kind of, because people want things to feel custom. That's why they get a custom invitation set. They don't want to pick something out of a book. Yeah. They want, and just like everybody does, they want personalized, attentive, sort of custom service. So sure. people will tell me what they're looking for, and oftentimes they'll show me samples of what they like, or you know, I'll show them our work, like a portfolio of things I made in the past. Yeah, and then there'll be something that sort of strikes a chord with them, and I'll just ask specifically colors and what their sort of style is, mm-hmm. and that question can be can seem really loaded to people, yeah, um, because they won't they'll say something like, "Well, I'm traditional, but I'm modern," or you know, "We're fun, but we're serious." Like they just it it sort of spirals into this like the style for the event sort of represents them, you know, and yeah, that union. So it's basically my job to take people's um, vague <laughs> concepts of themselves and what their event is and make it a reality. So if somebody is, you know, wanting to kind of show off where they are in life yeah. and they want, you know, extra thick cardstock and they want like, you know, handwritten calligraphy or they want gold foil or they want, you know, something that's going to show off the fact that these invitations were $30 a piece or were, you know, $20 a piece or whatever it is. And so we can do that too. I mean, I remember one time and it was such a hard question for me to answer because it's so backwards from the way I think about things. (laughs) I was doing a consultation and the potential client asked me, it was the mother of the bride and she was like, what's the most expensive thing you can make me? Oh, my God. Yeah. She was like, what is the most, basically, what's the most money that I can spend with you to get what would, you know, and I'm putting air quotes, yeah. which listeners can't see, <laughs> um, the best, you know, the, this idea of something very expensive being the best. Personally, I find it, I think it's the wrong way to ask that question. I don't, Yeah. it doesn't equate because something can be very expensive and not be your taste. Yeah, you know, and it and can be kind of shitty as far as like what you're looking for. Right. It's a, yeah, it's a kind of a, an unintelligent way to ask for like it was, what's the best. Well, I mean, it was blunt, and you know, sometimes people want that, and sometimes or sometimes people want you know they're having a really elegant event, but they want it to seem rustic. Yeah. So we'll do you know, it's all just taking these sort of vague concepts and making them a reality, and just you know, there's a lot of practical aspects, obviously. Mm-hmm. I use Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator mostly. So I use the Adobe Suite to I'm do there. the graphic design and font selection. Yeah. And then I'll hand illustrate some elements um, and then get everything produced by a third-party printer. And then I get everything back from the printer, assemble, and then either give it to the client and they mail it out to their guests or I mail it out. So I, it's basically full service from the very beginning of you have an idea, you maybe have some colors to your guests are invited and you're getting back RSVPs. That's yeah. the whole process I take people through. Very short answer. <laughs> Not a long-winded answer. Not at all. No. At all. Not at all. <laughs> very, very simple. It's as simple as that, Adam. <laughs> I'm just very reminiscent whenever you're talking about like the card stock. And yeah. this is more expensive than that. Yeah. And uh, this is a thicker paper. And this mm-hmm. is a little bit of a better quality of that scene. Well, if you want and good it, gifts, you're yeah. going to want to send out this type of invitation. That's true. Very true. 
It's an investment. All I could think about was uh, <laughs> my simple mind just went to sh- just straight up like American Psycho. Whenever. Oh, but I love, it's funny that you say that because I love that scene. Where they're talking about cardstock? They're talking about cardstock, yeah. On the, he, on the business cards? Oh, what is it? He's like... He's like, Pat, I don't know if it's Patrick's card, yeah. but he was like, let's say it was Patrick, uh, has a very similar card, but it's a little cheaper cardstock or something like similar print, but cheaper card. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. Taste the tasteful it. lettering, the yeah. tasteful thickness of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the cardstock, the watermark. Yeah, it does. It it if it can, you know, make Patrick Bateman question his worth. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind Patrick of cardstock that I want to make. Is something that you pick, you get it, and you're like, do I even belong at this event? This yeah. is far too luxurious for me. Should I hire two <laughs> prostitutes, drink fancy Chardonnay, and then kill them? While yes. flexing in the mirror, <laughs> do it, do it all. Yes, that's right. Get get it's you a guy that can do it all. Real luxury. That's yeah, right. yeah. Cardstock has an effect. Um, I think so. But I, I love mean, paper. I love paper. So I'm biased. I think yeah. it's beautiful. I think it's, um, it's one of the few things you get in the mail that makes you, yeah, you know, have to spend like five hundred dollars on a plane ticket and a dress or suit and gift to go to someone's awesome event That's you know right. it's uh, it's really exciting though people get really I, I mean it's weird because i guess i i have marriage is a sort of a strange concept yeah um and helping that process happen for people it serves a function <laughs> it serves not? a purpose but i also like just think marriage is such a crazy idea that it's yeah to wrap my head around are you more of like a polyamorous type of a person as opposed to like a i want a traditional wife or wife husband and or wife i don't know whatever i think um, if you want to have kids it makes a lot of sense okay yeah and i've just not i personally never been someone who really wanted kids i've never thought of myself that way as being a mother um i'm the same i've never thought of myself as being a mother <laughs> i mean wanting think kids. about it think yeah. about it for one second all right you know what right. i probably should at least entertain the you idea you should entertain the idea i think yeah, yeah it's uh universal human experience (laughs) (laughs) you're still going to the post office too i overheard a conversation where you were talking about like yeah i still go to the post office i'm i need the post office you have to have it i depend on the post office if i didn't have the post office i wouldn't have a job all my job is based on mail coming to me and me sending it out you know it's all yeah um it's pretty amazing. I don't really understand like even when i take up the post office almost every time i'm like that's gonna disappear oh yeah i'm like there's no way that's how do they just put it they take it and i just you know and i think that comes from being such a control freak what because i have to be i have to be a control freak to make sure that everything that i'm doing is perfect again air quotes Uh um that's that's what i learned in my first this first sort of apprenticeship that i had where i was just doing assembly i basically learned that it's got to be perfect yeah like almost this sort of mantra of like every cut every layer of paper every margin it's all got to look perfect the way you put a stamp on an envelope the way you wrap the envelope you know there can't be any ridges or bubbles or things off or so it's really satisfying for kind of like a neurotic and a you know obsessive type person yeah uh it's super satisfying because you can never be perfect Uh so you're always catching yourself you're always kind of self-correcting in this moment and it's very connected to reality like if you have 300 pieces of paper and you need 350, you don't have enough. Yeah. There's no faking it. There's no like room for error. So it's it's challenging and exciting in that way. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you can like use scraps or anything like that. Like it's, it's got to be perfect. Yeah, it's and, and like the nuance 
of a letter being in the wrong place, yeah, you know, that can just undo so much time and work. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, in the past, when I've made mistakes, I've just reprinted. I've paid it. I've paid it out of my pocket. Oh. Because I can't, like, even if a client approves something, they didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Nobody caught it. I will still reprint it because I just, like, there's just deeply seated in me that I can't send something out that's not right. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, you're the perfect person for this job. <laughs> I, it's weird. I am. And I feel like, and I do talk about my job a lot, obviously, because I'm just rambling on and on. You've barely asked any questions. Um, no, so that's I'm, totally I'm, fine. I talk about it a lot because I feel like it's, it is suited and. This the, is, this is basically like every podcast I have. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't let you tell, like, <laughs> it should be 20% me and 80% you. Don't worry about that. I'm I'll buying ch- the 90% yeah. range right now. <laughs> totally fine too i'll chime in whenever i think of a a movie reference or yeah uh that reminds me of american psycho like can we just play that clip because i've seen it it. i'm I'm, I'm like embarrassed right now i can't remember like i know it verbatim give me 20 minutes and i'll I'll recite it to you but we should probably play it we should do that we should play that and then i feel like the seinfeld episode where um, oh the envelopes that kill george's girlfriend (laughs) George's fiance. His fiance. Like got him out of the. Uh, got out of were, marriage. He got like the cheap stationery to like save a buck. The poison and envelopes. Poison envelopes. Are like, oh, we don't. We haven't used that stationery in years. <laughs> That's another something that I can't get out of my head right yeah, now. Yeah, that is a good. Uh, a lot of people do reference that when you're like talking about imitations. Really? Yeah, they do. Seinfeld. Well, Seinfeld is you know it's uh it's sort of our reference point for things that happen to us. Yeah. Um, you know, Larry David. Oh. The best. King King Larry. King Larry. Yeah, Al- Almighty Larry. Saint Larry. Saint Larry. Holy Larry. <laughs> oh, Larry David do a very high regard, actually. <laughs> As do I, honestly. I mean, he's... Wow. Okay, wait. We should... Are we going <laughs> to... I the best? Like I go off. No, we could talk about this for 15 minutes. <laughs> girl moment. Um, new season. What's oh, that? my God. That's good. Um... Tell me about, did you have to go to school for this? Did you, what degree do you hold? Yeah, to, I did not go to school for this. I love that, actually. Um, I, I support that. I thought, so I, you know, when I was a naive, young person. I just think school is kind of um, a little evil. Like, there's no guarantee that you have, that job's going to be waiting for you. And like, you go into this massive slew of debt and i'm sorry we, no, we'll talk about that in a little we bit all, we don't, we're in a there's a constant acceleration of the requirements that are necessary in order to have xyz yeah. in this world and that's just based on you know populations are out of control resources are strained people are getting smarter they're having more access to technology skills that used to sort of set you apart 10 years ago don't set you apart anymore yeah um I can type so much faster than I could 10 years. Like right. everybody just like is really right. proficient at the keyboard now because I remember taking like a typing class in eighth grade. I'm 33. I'm aging myself quite a bit, but that's not even a thing. Like you don't take keyboarding anymore. Well, it's all unless... thumbs now. They have keyboarding classes. They're just small. It's an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small, very small surface, and they type rapidly like that. I remember I saw I saw my mom typing with just her fingertip, her, oh, her like pointer yeah. finger. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> what is <laughs> the that? search and destroy like <laughs> Minesweeper? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but you know. Yeah, I'm, it I'm is into accelerating. It. School is uh, inflated. It's expensive. Yeah, it's there's a predatory sort of nature to the loan system mm-hmm. of schooling. Fortunately for me, um, my parents are pretty. They have a pretty reasonable. They set reasonable expectations. You know, I went That's to good. an in-state school. Um, I studied environmental studies, which is a liberal arts degree in environmental science and okay. social justice and that kind of area of the world of Sweet. just learning about human impact on the earth. And I basically decided that, that was really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want to work for the government or for an engineering firm or for an oil company. So there wasn't a lucrative future for me in environmental studies, environmental s- kind of jobs that just wasn't I also just found it kind of depressing I like working yeah. within my sphere of influence and my sphere of ability and my sphere of control and I felt like environmental things were very much out of that mm-hmm. um, and then the sort of the more you learn about the environment the more you learn that like you know the earth goes through cycles humanity is a very small part of a very large story yeah um, you know there's huge volcanoes there's tectonic plates there's all the kinds of bigger stuff than us Yes. To the point where it feels sort of um, helpless. It felt a little bit helpless to me. And while you can and you should, and I do try to make small differences in my actual life, like I, you know, composting is good and, you know, other things that we can do to be mindful are important for you, not necessarily for the planet. I don't think that the planet is going to like benefit from those small actions. Really? But yeah, I just kind of have a nihilistic view on humanity's place on earth I think you know more than i do um i think it's gonna you know we're in we should enjoy what we have Mm -hmm. and it's not what most people in the world get to experience yeah but for me for the kind of energy that i can put into the world i just i always liked art um i had just found a lot of enjoyment in art classes so i took a lot of art classes yeah i was never trained in uh like the illustrator suite or you know adobe suite i was never i never learned that in school but i learned like drawing and painting some painting and drawing and sculpture that kind of stuff um so i would always take those classes and i really enjoyed them but i just never thought that i could make money yeah i was always maxed out in my art like yeah you can take art one two and three right and then like when i get to art i'm like what's next like um you can take this ap history of art i'm like okay Right. I'll do that. Like, right. <laughs> I'll right. do that. Whatever the next art thing is, that was always. Yeah. I don't know. Art is same. pretty. Uh, you know, it's fascinating and uh, totally unnecessary, but really yeah. satisfying. I know so, that I do feel a little bit like eh, here's the sketch. It's fleeting. You don't need it. But it's <laughs> fleeting, and I think that like you can embrace. I mean, I can embrace that about my work, and especially with sort of the stationery. Of it, course. Is it's yeah. fleeting? There's a very narrow range of when it's important. After that day two or three people are going to hold on to it. You yeah. know, it's, and, but before that day, it's vitally important and dates matter and time matters. So it's sort of like it's using art and putting it into the real world mm-hmm. and, I, you know, art as uh, delivering a message, whatever sure. that other person's message is, which that's one of the differences, I think, between graphic design and art. Being an artist is when you're a graphic designer, you're conveying a message for someone else. When you're an artist, you're putting meaning into a work and then it's for the viewer to interpret. Yeah. You know, graphic designers want you to get it. <laughs> There's like a very specific date, time, all that kind of stuff. For sure. Lot, you know, information. So it's conveying that information. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I fell away from through lots of different sort of jobs. I was in film for a bit doing like costuming, props, set decorating, that kind of on hand stuff, you know, on site, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and I, just basically found myself doing what I'm doing because I 
decided that I didn't want to do things I didn't like. Yeah. That's how I kind of found it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I was like, I, cause I was, I was, you know, just, I was working in film and then I was like, well, maybe I should get a real estate license. Cause I was living in Miami where that's a big thing. And I hated it. And, uh, you hated Miami. I, well, yeah, I hated Miami, <laughs> but I also hated real estate. I hated the, this, like selling this thing I didn't believe in. It just felt sort of like, it didn't feel like a thing that I, that I would want people to buy. You know, I think yeah, if you're selling something, but you actually believe in it, if you're selling your time, your creativity, your energy, it feels good. Do you feel like you were like forcing people into like have this home? It's really mm-hmm. nice and cozy. See, and I never, home. I never sold a thing. <laughs> yeah, you never sold one house. No, I was very unsuccessful <laughs> real estate agent. I was the worst terrible real estate at it. Agent ever. It was weird. the The agency that I was working for was like sort of a kindergarten training camp for real estate agents. It yeah. felt really like cheesy and by the book. You were supposed to. I remember at one point when we were getting trained, they were like. Call every single person in your contacts and tell them that you are doing real estate <laughs> and that you're going to find them what they want. And I was just like, <laughs> no, thanks. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't want to bother my, I don't bother my aunt. <laughs> calling these people. <laughs> I want my clients to be strangers. You know, I want them to be people that I don't know, people that have no like, I don't know. It's just weird to sort of pull on your social network that way. I, I sure. think for work, you know, yeah, every, every, I don't work with people that I know. Yeah, I always hate. I've worked for bars before uh, when they're like, text everybody, put on like Facebook that you're working at the at club whatever tonight. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to force that on, I don't know, Ted. It's not your, it's not your message. Ted didn't want to hear yeah. that. Ted's, yeah. he's, a, he's got a kid. Like, he didn't want to. Get shots. Come go buy this apartment. Yeah, he doesn't want to know that DJ so and so spinning at club douchebag tonight. I just want to make rent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to post that on my thing. Yeah. Um, do you ever make like logos for anybody? Does anybody ever... I do ca- logos. Yeah, mostly I prefer to not work with <laughs> corporate things as much. Yeah. I like the artistry that comes from working with like one person's personality. Yeah. A corporation is, you know, by definition, right? Like a bunch of people coming together and sort of having this idea of a thing and that idea can become hard to communicate. So I feel like when I'm working with people more one-on-one, I'm able to, to really drag out what they want. Whereas when I'm working for corporations or businesses, they don't want to, they keep it, they play safe. Yeah. They keep it really safe and yeah. it becomes a little boring to do I, those. And there also are a lot, because when you have more than one person in the room making those decisions, it actually takes way longer. Of course. You know, yeah. one person's opinion, satisfying one or two people, that's easy. Um, trying to get 10 people to agree on something, you end up with something crappy. I mean, you yeah. can look through like so many examples of bad logos, bad designs, bad flags, mm-hmm. just bad ideas <laughs> Yeah, kind of getting made because nobody loves it, but nobody hates it. And everyone can just kind of agree of all the options. Yeah. What if we made the edges softer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if we... <laughs> yeah. It's a square. What? No. <laughs> it's supposed to be a square. Yeah. There, there's like, you know... turned it... <laughs> Still a square. Um, yeah, can I tell you a story? Please do. Um, I've been just having like, I, I don't like to say like I'm an artist, um, just because I've never sold anything that I've made. But I do doodles and such. As a matter of fact, I'll put up. I don't know. Anyways, I, I was gonna say I'll put up some stuff on my. But no, I don't even want to do that on my website. Um, you do want to do it. You should do it. Fine. Then you become an artist. Well, that's all it takes. All it takes. The only difference between an artist and someone who's not an artist is not talent. It's saying you're an artist. That's uh, the only 
difference that has ever mattered. Fair. People who say I'm an artist, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) They are. That's an artist. Because talent is subjective. Well, okay. Fair enough. Um, I also have this. I'm trying to do this thing, like do 30 or do four sketches for like comic strips um, for this month. Um, and I've got one that I think would go well with this thing. So I was like, as a matter of fact, I'll do this. It was a whole lot of ideas all at once and I couldn't spit it in the microphone fast enough. I'm like, you know what? You know, uh, uh, that's uh, where, that's where it. visual communication <laughs> fills in. Yeah. I'll you be know? Like, just reference the website. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be up in a week. Check and into the link now yeah for my the cartoon shitty podcast check out <laughs> the cartoon about. about mail and stationery <laughs> um but anyways i was gonna tell you a story about uh someone asked me to make a um like a logo for them oh fuck it it was my sister my sister was she got a uh, anonymity has been broken <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was like, hey, has you, been blown. will you help me design this thing? They got, always, if it's someone, you know, just always say no. I, that's what I never help said. people who have your home address. I, my, I wanted ever. to throw my phone, like <laughs> my head exploded. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I just got done reading Moby Dick. Um, You're she inspired. wanted, she wanted like this nautical mm. thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Like I've got all these, these great ideas i'm in a very nautical state of mind this design's gonna be great serendipitous and she sends me a logo with the name all, like all of its everything's done she, she just wants you to copy it <laughs> yes that's literally what she said it was yeah. like just copy that just mm-hmm. make it better mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like well what if we did this and that and she was like mm, okay but i, I like really the- like it the way i saw it the first time yeah like i really like what i have already done and I was like, why are we, why am I involved at all? If you're happy with the, I mean this like yeah. in, the, in the most, I would, wasn't trying to be ugly. I was like, I'm, I would like to help. Right. I but it just help, doesn't feel, but it doesn't seem like I'm helping. It's not creative. Yeah. It's not artistic to just replicate. How does your head not explode? If you do this for a living. I do. And how does people, your head not come well, off of your shoulders? So. And it was my sister too. So I was like, right. oh, you know, I love you. Right. You're like, <laughs> but I much. don't want to copy this but, thing. Yeah. You're being very difficult. Well, uh, so I was being very like sugar coated with like, right. Seems like you got it. Sis. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park. Really just take a photocopier and just, cr- you know, just yeah. scratch out. Just vectorize the it. Yeah. Make it like <laughs> um, really polished. I don't know. It is. That is a good question question and a good um you know well i can basically say to them do you have a serenity now that you do well i get it and to a certain extent it helps me quite a lot actually to have an idea of what someone wants um so i'll ask people to find something that they like you know that's part of my process not always generally in the consultation i can work up something Mm -hmm. that'll get me to where we need to go for the next step but if i really have no idea i've never met them or you know we're just talking over the phone i'll ask them to send me some references but i always say you know say I, i can't copy this you know, I can't replicate this yeah. because I, in my profession, that's frowned upon. Yeah. You know, we can't make a carbon copy of anyone's design and I just wouldn't do it. So yeah. I explain that and usually they get that and I'll make something similar or, you know, take an element from it. I'll really kind of draw. A lot of it is conversation. I'm obviously I like talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's I like be good too to like create a little bit of like a base with a client. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, I make, I connect with them. I say, call me, you can text me, you know, I want to communicate. It's these, these concepts, especially if you're not, and you know, most people don't, they're not illustrators. They don't draw or design or do anything like that. So they just have words 
all they have is words to try to communicate it or yeah. something that they found that they like that they kind of resonate with. So yeah. I use those as tools. I actually, I prefer somebody to have something they like than to just say make something. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll always change it if they send me something to reference. Yeah. So I just say this, thank you for this. This is a great base. We'll use this as a starting point, you know, but I'm going to put a spin on it and we're going to make it better. We're going to make it more yours. Yeah. So I kind of sell everything to make it seem like we're going to make it customized. Cause that's, that's what people want. They want something that's just for them. Just for me. It's no just for me. No one's ever had this. No one's It's a, just for me. Sexy alligators. Because <laughs> I'm from <laughs> Louisiana. It's going to be a coral fish wedding. We're going to have like a gold and orange alligator <laughs> themed sort of party extravaganza. Because that's who we are that's as people. We, yeah. And yeah. everybody knows this is that. <laughs> um, we're going to have sexy alligator shots. Yeah. There's going to be. All kinds of alligators. There's going to be live alligators. There's going to be, yeah. There's going to be an alligator pit. So the invitation will pop up with an alligator. (laughs) Can you do that? You know, I haven't done pop-ups. I haven't. I would love to. 3D is the next level for paper people. Dude. Paper people are afraid but curious. Paper people sounds like a, like a <laughs> oh, God damn it. I screwed it up. I was going to say it sounds like a voice exercise. You can I start, do before. You can paper start people, again. Paper people, paper people, a paper airplane. <laughs> Fuck. No. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, 3d. Yeah. Pop 3D. up. Pop up is next. If you're going to, if the next question you were going to ask was what comes next? What come, what is for you after stationary? Just yeah. flat stationary. Moving. What is, what is it's going to ne- move. <laughs> We've heard we've heard the cards that play music when you open those mm-hmm. up. Those have been done. Mm-hmm. What's what is the next frontier? Yeah, in stationary. Stationary is, that 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 jumps up. Yeah, gets it, you going. That dances. Yeah, <laughs> stationary <laughs> that jumps up and dances. Uh, maybe maybe my, robots. Right. Maybe there could be some kind of ro- robotic stationary. Yeah. All of my favorite books are pop-ups. They're all just, you open them up, the little tree stands up, and then there's a the little raccoon that's scared and it's on the side, and a little trash bin that's been knocked over, and he's scared because he made the noise, but he didn't know it because it was dark. I don't know. <clears throat> they tell so much. They, they really do. do. <laughs> they set oh, the tone. God. They set the tone. They do. Uh, how do you stay inspired? Are you, you said you're just, you've, create all the time I, you're constantly doing it do you feel like your um passion is gone because you do it for work or do you feel like satiated because you do it for work i feel like you either have one or the other hmm. uh I, it's a good that's a good question i guess i don't really think about inspiration as much because mm-hmm. i'm sort of guided by what my clients want so i guess okay. yeah. i stay inspired by meeting with different types of people who have different types of ideas. Um, and I really work from there. I feel like a facilitator. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm handling the pra- the practical aspects and the artistic aspects for someone else. I feel like I'm carrying someone else's concept through to completion. So as far as personal art projects, I, I rarely do any of that anymore. Uh-huh. Um, also as a freelancer who takes on a lot, I take on a lot of jobs. I take on a lot of clients. Um, I could be working at all times. Yeah. I have, I've never, it's like when you're in school and you always have a, something to be reading or writing or working mm-hmm. on. I operate that way. So at any point I could, and I do, you know, I, I'll work 12 hour days often. Yeah. I'll work the weekends often. Um, I work late at night. I just, 
I'm obs- kind of obsessed with it. <laughs> so I, I don't think inspiration is really what drives me. It's crossing things off the to-do list, like getting things done. Yeah. Getting a project completed is really satisfying. And then I get paid and then I just start doing something else. So I'm like trying to sort of balance this very intense, obsessive way that I have of things. Yeah. Um, with also just keeping a life going. It's having a, a social life. You, it is. Okay. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm, I a, realize that. In I know. a modern day of like constant emails and like pinging of phones and eye watches and emails and texts and phone calls, it's your way of being like, this is how I just, this is how I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> I need I, to, totally. No and such I, thing as a nine to five for me. I'm no, always at work. There's no such thing as a nine to five. i this text right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. if I didn't, it would get away from me. I if I you. wasn't that type yeah. of person, like if I didn't answer my client's text at seven at night, I wouldn't have the answer at 8 a.m. when I need it. I'm so the- I never stop. I don't stop. And I, you know, I think that, so there's this, people used to live that way. People used to be the person in their town. And I'm having obviously this very sort of romanticized <laughs> idea of what the past was like. But Back in 1930, the way I imagine see? it, the way I like to imagine it was that for a long time, throughout human history, people sort of were the identity of their job, right? Like they were that function. They, they served that purpose in the town or the community when they where they lived. So yeah. this nine to five idea of, well, I'm this person for 40 hours a week and then the rest of the time I'm that other person, I don't think that actually contributes to happiness because when you're separating out those things, there's this disconnect and there's this idea that like you're just putting in your time. You're totally. nine to five. You're, you got to make your, you got to, you know, make that amount of money. You're you got to put clock. those hours. You got to do that. And I definitely work more than that. I work probably like 60 hours a week. Yeah. Normally. Because um, you like it. You love it. I like, like it. I love your... it. It suits me. I feel like compelled to do it. I genuinely care about the people I work for. I want them to be happy. Like I go out of my way to make sure things are perfect. Like it's just sort of, you know, it's like my, it's what I'm nurturing. Yeah. I think that I just have, you know, we, human beings need to do something or we get lost. I agree. Yeah. You go to sleep at night now with like a half cock smile because you're like, I did it. I and did also all the things writing I a, a neurotic to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when I can't sleep, and this maybe sounds counterproductive to some people, if I can't sleep and I'm kind of running through all the things in my head that I've got to do, I'll just write a to-do list in my phone. Like I'll just start a new notes and just... Yeah free associate my whole to-do list and oh, you, once i have it down i feel better and i can go to sleep i imagine like a notepad because like you um, feel- no 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 see i i work with paper <laughs> for oh, other people <laughs> yeah that makes sense but for myself it's all digital digitized yeah, yeah. i'm digitized um so papers you, on its way out how do you feel satiated whenever you do something on that list that deleting it does that mm-hmm. make you feel like ah yeah i did it or yeah. just looking at it and being like i did all this i did 15 well i things. have like a i, I like that mm-hmm. uh um, I don't know, visceral feeling of like taking a pen and like scribbling out like, I got eggs at the grocery store. Yeah. That's his. <laughs> <laughs> write a list. And then you just scratch out, write a list. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Cross one thing off the list. <sighs> Second thing crossed off the list. <laughs> yeah. I, exactly. <laughs> well, for me, what I found works for me is having a live to-do list. Um, I have a color-coded Excel spreadsheet. With oh all the different, like the color code is basically, is it my action? Is it the client's action? Am I waiting for the printer? Is it the wedding planner? Oh. Do, am I waiting for something to ship? 
you know, that it's all color coded based on who's who I'm waiting for. Is it me? Is it someone else? I've got to vomit right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really helpful. Oh it's my so helpful. God. So I spent this I is my nightmare. color I code need you. and sequence my day. And we'll I have everything based on date. So there's oh. date and then there's the color code and there's the client and it's all sort of cross indexed. I it when I'm done, when we've moved past me needing to do anything for them, I put them in a, I slide them down the Excel spreadsheet into a column titled finished work. Uh-huh. And that feels pretty good. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so reds are me. Anything that's red in my to-do list is my action. Okay. So on a good day, I have a lot of oranges. That's client action. So they either have something they need to look over or give me wording or feedback or something. Um, on an, on a stressful day, it's all reds. Please so. produce this podcast. Please <laughs> <laughs> help me help me book guests and and stay on schedule. I can I can help. Some color coding I'm helps. Just kidding. Color coding helps. That's I all bet. I'm no, I'm sure. I'm sure. This is coming from somebody that just missed like the last month because I moved. One <laughs> just moved. That's it. That, that, uh, that's that's throws every, everything is put in a different space. I mean, that's yeah. impossible. And I'm also work, yeah, working on this other thing like that shouldn't dis- distract me. It's uh, like this. Uh, I'm getting enough about me. There's that 20%. <laughs> Good old me. Uh, I'll explain it in the Good intro. Good old me. It's all been explained in the intro, so I'll just be quiet. I record those Let's both be second. quiet. Let's both be quiet. Let's play the quiet game. <laughs> That's enough out of us, everybody. <laughs> um, do you have like a public service announcement? We're kind of at the po- point We're at in the, the point. show where uh, I pass the microphone to you, and you can go over anything that... Uh, like be kind to your printers or Mm -hmm. never neglect the post office. It's still a very useful tool. Things that people wouldn't know. Uh, Your average schmo, but you have an insight too. Do you want to give any, or just like a public search, like what happened to chivalry? This is, this is the, (laughs) the Jerry's final thought. Really what I want to know is where all the cowboys have gone. Where have all the cowboys gone? Where, not just, where have all the cowboys cowboys gone? Where have all the cowboys gone? (laughs) Are you a cowboy lady? (laughs) (laughs) Are you a cowboy I'm more of a reverse, I'm more of a reverse cowgirl lady. (laughs) myself <laughs> i'm just seeking uh, i'm just looking i'm just curious you know i just want to know I, you want to know where have all the where cowboys have gone? all the cowboys gone if anyone anyone listening can answer that question i think for, for bellas <laughs> great. where are they oh i'm gonna take another sip of this hooch real fast uh public public service announcement um i don't know i guess it does i i this I talk about it because I think it's it's helpful and sort of a backwards way of figuring things out mm-hmm. is is really the just don't do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. When it comes to work. And I know that's a very sort of privileged thing to say. No. In I, the sense that like I'm a single woman and I don't have kids and I can kind of make those decisions and say, well, I'm just going to explore this thing and I'm going to do that thing. And I know not everybody has that freedom, but right. um, I think we're and we're going back to that education system where in the education system you're sort of expected at a very young age to know what you do want to do. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to know that. Sometimes it's easier to say this feels right or this feels better or this doesn't. Like, you know, if you're doing something, if you feel stuck, if you feel like your talents and abilities are not being used to benefit you and the people around you, change it, do something else while you still can. All you have is your agency. All you have is your time. 
do it, take those risks. You know, I wasn't, I self-taught. I figured all this out. I made a lot of mistakes. I've, you know, I've had to stumble through it. Now I'm at a point where I'm keeping stride. Yeah. So now I feel like I can keep pace with the industry. I can keep pace with myself, with my expectations, with my deadlines. I didn't feel that way before. I felt overwhelmed. I kept doing it. And now, now I can, I can do it. I can live a lifestyle where that's what I do. And I do have that freedom. You know, I don't go to an office. Yeah. I don't report in, I don't clock in. And I did for many years, you know, I did lots of different things and I didn't feel like I had this sort of authority in a way that I do now. People look Mm -hmm. to me and they're like, well, you've been doing this, you know, you know, what's the etiquette? What's, and that feels really good. It does. It does feel really, really like nice to feel respected within what you do oh I'm and sure, i think yeah. that that makes a huge difference um building up that sort of expertise through trial and error yeah. through time and just i don't know follow what feels right and listen to what doesn't feel right and you might end up a happy crazy stationer with a color-coded <laughs> list one day <laughs> i know uh you're speaking to a gentleman that does a free podcast right now yeah <laughs> it well, feels good like it, it feels, feels right. good it mm-hmm. feels right you, you're connecting with people you're connecting with an audience yeah obviously that's happening for a reason because it's what works for you so yeah. i don't know and and you know i didn't make money when i started doing this i mean yeah. not a lot of money yeah. you know and now i'm comfortable so that's built. It's sort of like the avalanche, that snow snowball effect, right? Yeah. Where you, you start out with just a few things and it gets bigger and bigger and you get a better reputation and you get more referrals and you get, you know, so that does happen. It takes time. I feel the same way. Like I feel if you are really passionate about pistachios and you don't know anything about pistachio farming, <laughs> then you just like start doing it. Aside and, like, from that guy and in Into the Wild. <laughs> You guys have seen the movie Into the Wild. He was really passionate about living in Alaska and he was not very talented. Real fast spoiler alert. If you are an aspiring graphic designer and you really love papyrus, think about Into the Wild. If you want to use Comic Sans, think about Into the Wild. That might not burn your money. Get a big pile of it. Burn your throw, money. Throw it in the parking lot. Burn it. I remember that blowing my mind. Like, I, uh, I think I was too young when I was watching the movie to even. I was like, I'll take that twenty. I'll take that twenty dollars. <laughs> he was burning all like his worldly possessions. He didn't want to be tied to the world. <laughs> he didn't. You know? And then, like, I get it now. I mean, it's kind of. I was like, oh, what a beautiful film. What a great. <laughs> what a great. What a great attitude he had. Um, oh, no. But yeah, at the time I was like, I need twenty dollars for beer money. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's idealism. I think taken too, you know, he takes too far. A little too far. Yeah. yeah. Know and your limits. Know your limits. Know your know, limits. Know your talents. Know your berries. Know know your berries. <laughs> yeah. All right, those are dingleberries. I don't eat those. <laughs> poison. Poison. Oh, yeah. Be poison. careful. What were the poison berries that he ate? Do you know then? I think it was the uh, strand. It was like the wild yam or something. It was like a root. I think it was like a potato. Oh, yeah? I the just illu- saw the movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, something that you may not... Have you listened to any of the podcasts before? It's okay if you haven't. I've listened to all of them. <laughs> I've okay. listened to Clear every Clear podcast. <laughs> um, I... Sometimes, I love and subscribe. Sometimes on my shitty podcast, it gets a little heavy 
<laughs> so we always end with a poop story. Oh um, no! You yeah, know, isn't this mm. bad? Um, Can we not? Sure. Yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's always like, have you ever pooped your pants or tooted and thought that it was less than, and it became more than that. Uh, but yeah, if you don't want to do it, we can skip right over it. I'm just happy to have you as a guest. This is this is me, this is a thought I, I have that maybe could fit in. Okay. As a chef. Oh, it also doesn't have to be your own. It can be like a friend. Like, oh, my friend took oh, me really friend. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any friends. Um, I just have work. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a chef, you you cook amazing food. Oh, your I'm listeners don't know. Absolutely not a chef, but thank you. I'm your very. Listeners don't know. Yeah. Because they can't taste. The food you make. The delicious and meals. I pity them. <laughs> I pity <laughs> your poor, poor audience. There may be one or two people out there in Maybe radio one land. Or two. Yeah. Um, but do mom. you ever think when you're putting all that time and energy and care into the food that it's just future poop? Because <laughs> I hope. Just do now. Before the sentence was over, I knew the <laughs> punchline. <laughs> so I started laughing. <laughs> You know, you just made poop. You know, you just you're in making. There. See, I you're used cooking? to. I used to think that when I worked at a. I used to work at a juice bar, like a really fancy hoity-toity juice bar. Yeah. You know, twenty dollars salads or whatever. And I, you know, you. It's so much work, and so much energy, and so much time to like basically make rich people's poop. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so colorful though like yeah, if, you know I just especially to, at a, ju- a juice place for just sure some organic greens yeah yeah they put corn in this juice for just <laughs> for funsies <laughs> i had a vision and just i don't know here's my number you can definitely text me a photo later i'm just curious what my work looks like yeah so that's that's my later. that's my uh my, my story in there that's good just, yeah let's I get think... you to think about it putting that back on you <laughs> forcing you now to consider this there's been a... it's true yeah. It's true. Just like everything you do is futile, you know, no should... matter how much you put into something, everything just falls into chaos. <laughs> we're all just spiraling. No matter what. Yeah. We're on this big rock, just zooming just through zooming. outer space. Yeah. And we're all pooping on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgusting. We're yeah. gross. Humanity um, is uh, pretty awful. It's true. Is it? Yeah. It, Throughout your studies, have you I have a dim? I, I have a dim view, but I think also you gotta, you just gotta enjoy your weird little life. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, what do you think happens to you whenever you die? Do you feel like lights out or? I think the idea that an afterlife exists is like an an ego trip, like like just an insane idea. Yeah. I because think... we can't imagine, we can't even imagine what it's like to live under, you know, to, to breathe water. We can't imagine what it's like to like live these right. sort of alternate experiences, which are very much within our world. Like we can't imagine what it's like to fly. We can't imagine what it's like to like live the way other animals live. Yeah. The idea of just non-existing can't compute. We have no, Yeah. so we think of it like sleeping or we think of it like, being happy or we think we're like, no. So I think, yeah, I think we just totally stop. We just uh, completely disappear. Yeah. I, I think have, you are your spinal cord in your brain. I'm the same. I, I really feel the same way. Like I, I it seems morbid, um, but try not to, I don't know. Maybe it's, re- I think it's realistic. And but, I think, yeah. why, why would there be an afterlife? I don't, I really who, don't. The, who the fuck told anyone there would be an afterlife? <laughs> who, who the fuck started that, that idea? <laughs> I could go on probably. We could do a whole other podcast on religious uh, well, ideas we can go life. we can we can dip into it it's totally cool <laughs> can I, dip? we can dip 
dip right into it. Um, yeah, no, I'm the same way. I think that it's lights out. Uh, it's yeah. a fun thing to think about that like, but then I go into this other dimension and I meet right. Adam 2.0. Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't know that I'm Adam Sandler because I don't have the concept of... Self. Yeah, self. Adam Copeland, like my <laughs> shitty podcast. I'm just a sports announcer at, for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> In thirty thirty, that may be the afterlife. Yeah, thir- we all know. That I think sort of the afterlife. afterlife is like the angels in the outfield. You know, oh, yeah. if you build it, yeah, they will come. They will, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a bunch of old nineteen twenties Yankees players coming out of the field. <laughs> We're here. Like we didn't really. We just. My, I was gonna teach my kid how like, to play. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. This corn was dying, so I was. Gonna, I had to mill it over, anyways. Um, please leave, ghosts. That's really scary. This is our home. Success is having a haunted. Is <laughs> that Babe Ruth? Field. Holy fuck! <laughs> He's doing cocaine off of a corn stalk. <laughs> He's smoking one of them as a cigar. <laughs> You'll learn, kid. Babe, please quit teaching my son how to snort cocaine. <laughs> Baseball players are angels. They That's, are. What <laughs> That's what we've learned. That's what we've learned. If you want to go to heaven, play baseball, basically. <laughs> if not, see you in hell, fuckers. <laughs> see you in hell with the soccer players. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's El Diablo. Oh, I don't know. My God. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. I feel good. I feel good, too. <laughs> you feel good? I feel good. I feel reassured. How was the paper plane? I just want to exist after I die. Did you drink you know? any of your cocktail? I had some of it. I drank all of mine. Oh. Did you not like it? It's okay. Honest response is fine. <laughs> the butter my bread. I didn't invent it. It just reminded me of it because paper is in the title. <laughs> you like sidestep the drink right now. You're like, I didn't invent it. <laughs> I don't, I've, no, I've it's never, not my, I've I've never no seen that drink before in my life. I simply followed a recipe. It showed up whenever I got here. <laughs> it was already made. I just grabbed it off the counter. I do not know that drink. <laughs> I have never seen that drink before in my life. I don't know this drink you speak of. I don't associate with the drink, nor its company. I um, the ingredients. I only drink uh, vodka drinks and kombucha. Oh, so, um, yeah. Wheat. And wheat, wheat grass. <laughs> <laughs> I only get LA drunk. So. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's God. good. It's good. Good. It's good. Okay, radical. <laughs> I do not know that drink. <laughs> <laughs> do not associate with it. Uh, all right. That's it for us. Play us out, shitty ukulele. Thank you guys Whoa. so much. Appreciate that. That's, um, that's not even the outro. Okay. Didn't record. None of it recorded. None of it recorded. It may be better. We should do it again. Let's just do it again. You got some stuff? How long needs the podcast, actually? Oh, podcast is forever. It takes forever. You how, did great, by the way. Did I? Thank you. Did I talk a lot? You talked so much. I talked a lot. I wanted you to stop at points. You did. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You're like, shut up.